It's a pretty ordinary looking place from the street. And when you walk in, the only clue that you have to the fact that this is a royal institution or a foundation founded by someone royal is the enormous bust of Prince Charles in the entrance hall. Otherwise, it looks like any other office. We sat down to a coffee with two of the women who work most intimately with the international part of the Prince's Trust in partnership with organizations around the world to support young people between 11 and 30 years of age, helping them get into work, education, and training. Now, what's interesting about the Prince's Trust is last year they empowered over 58,000 young people to turn their lives around. It was founded by Prince Charles in November of 2015, and they share the successful programs and expertise of the Prince's Trust, which over the last 40 years has helped over 870,000 young people to transform their lives in the UK. Um, so the Prince's Trust, uh, sort of an unassuming office in a part of the city, and I don't think the office really gives a good indication of how much stuff you do. I know a little bit about the Prince's Trust. Uh, there's a big bust of Prince Charles in the entrance hall. But the, uh, the kind of work that you do is probably more well mirrored by the woman that we met in reception than by the bust of Prince Charles. Uh, she was an artist who's been uh, working with a mentor and she is uh, very excited about the opportunities that this has afforded her as an artist. I imagine there must be stories like that in and out of your building every day. I think that's right. I mean, we exist simply because we believe all young people should have the chance to succeed. So we want to be there to support young people as they transform their own lives and get the confidence and skills to live, learn and earn. That's really our mission. Yes. And the international uh, branch, which is where Amanda and I work, is building on for more than 40 years of experience and success and of life-changing work in the UK right. to take that, that those programs uh, abroad uh, and help young people not only in the UK but across the globe. Uh, so Prince Trust International is only three years old um, and we work with delivery partners, and with local delivery partners in nine different countries at the moment. Which countries are those? So those will be let's see, Australia, Canada, India, New Zealand, Malta, Barbados, Jordan, Greece and Pakistan. Wow. And those countries came about really because for years people would do what you're doing. They'd come here, they'd meet young people directly, they'd understand the journey they'd been on, whether they'd started their own business or um, gone to college or got a job that they had never even thought that was possible. And so various countries came to us and said, how can we do this in our country? What can we take? What can, we, what can you share? And so really as an experiment to see what would work, we, um, we responded to those invitations. We said, okay, and we'll run some pilots, we'll get on the ground, we'll find out what works what travels and then we'll find out what we need to listen and learn in each country to adapt our programs and our interventions to, to suit young people there so that's really the phase we've just been through over the last two or three years um, it's very much a learning piloting phase and we're just about um, to start a big planning phase to see where we can best help which countries do we go to next where do we do more programs work with more partners because that's a key part of how we operate we operate with local partners we don't think we have special knowledge we just right. think we, we have a way to help to do more and do you have the resources you need to be able to do this because obviously there are there are many more people who would need the kind of, of help that you can offer than there are necessarily financial or other resources to make them happen 
Sure. No, I mean, in a nutshell, we are always working to raise more funds. That's a really big part of what Princess Trust does, to raise awareness of young lives and the opportunity that we want all young people to be able to have. So um, that's exactly what we're in the process of doing as well. It's starting to think about how best we can build on the support we have at the moment. We've been very fortunate in our startup years, but to really understand how we can draw more money into helping young people transform their lives is the, is the point they're at. So you're not, um, because you're already, you're already trying to solve a lot of problems and help a lot of people here and in those nine mm-hmm. countries you mentioned, but now you're already looking at expanding. I mean, that's quite ambitious. There, there must be um, a lot of energy in the office. I imagine there are lots of people with uh, plenty of big ideas. Well, there's a lot of energy, but we're very realistic. Mm. I think one of the things we're very conscious of is not spreading ourselves too thinly. Right. So a lot of that, the talk of expansion, yes, it's about reaching more young people, but it's about doing that by going deeper in country, understanding how to work with more young people in more locations, in more ways. So it isn't that we're going to run around the world. It's really that we're going to have a very focused well, approach to where we are. But, but also, if you stay still, you're going backwards, right? So exactly. you have to keep on advancing. And, and if you're doing good work here and you've got a template for that, then mm-hmm. it makes sense to be able to do as many useful things in other places. I think that's right. And the world is changing. We're really conscious that the world of work um, is increasingly tough for young people. So we're needing to always review what we do and the ways that we do it. Digital's more important, being flexible in the world workplace. And some of that is about changing opportunities and um, attitudes within employment as well so I think we have a great role bringing all the kind of parties together to talk about how young people get a better deal in their in their lives particularly their working lives now can they just come to you and say look I have an ambition to, to, to do something to fulfill some uh, work role that I that I don't currently have um, and can you help me do it or are you going around identifying people who you think you can be most useful to no. I think it's a mixture. We are, we okay. are we have open doors and we're working to be ever more accessible. Again, whether that's online or just simply by having um, workers um, available for longer hours, we're always looking at how we can be there when young people need us. However, I think there's there's a job to be done to get the message out there about the support we can provide, right. the partners we do work with, and to reach some young people who, you know, they may have fallen outside of school or training or right. those opportunities. So there has to be some proactive um, looking for as well. It's a balance of both. So can you take CEO off my hands? (laughs) (laughs) We like a challenge. (laughs) There we go. It'll be useful to you, but it's very irritating. (laughs) Seems great to us. (laughs) So um, how how much of your work is is involved in trying to partner up people with mentors, um, trying to find the resources as any NGO struggles with, uh, you know, bringing on money um, and people who are prepared to donate their time and their energy and how much of your time is spent um, figuring out the results of these things because obviously you want to have a measurable success you want there to be a, a sort of track record of the the amazing stuff that you have done and, and clearly the Princess Trust has done some incredible stuff already from just the little bit I've read um, are you are you keeping a sort of track of, of all of those things as they happen is there a lot going on that you have to intervene in occasionally to find out more 
I think, well, for the international side of things, we, because we're really young, um, in most of the countries that we're operating, we just finished our first phase of delivery, say. We, there were pilot programs, uh, and we're now entering a process where those programs are being scaled up uh, and rolled out to uh, achieve better uh, sustainability and better scale. Uh, so that means also that our monitoring and evaluation practices are very much in flux. Um, and because we work through delivery partners, it's actually making sure that our partners are empowered and to make sure that we are training them and providing them with the support they need sure. to capture that impact. Right. Uh, but it's, I would say that it's a work in progress as the organization continues to evolve and, and develop. Uh, are, the, are the trustees expecting a lot? I mean, are people, when, when they start a project, let's say you've begun one in a new territory, and as you say, your first phase has gone into action, um, are, are, what kinds of realistic expectations might there be? Or does it depend project to project and what's I think required. it does depend project to project and country to country but we do set ourselves high standards mm. we're used to attracting good numbers of young people to programs we're used to high levels of outcomes whether that's jobs or college places or volunteering and um, we're used to people going a long way on their journey so we do set those standards but we learn what works and what we need to adapt everywhere we go so you're right it's a balance ultimately we're there for young people that's what counts but does impact matter of course it does we need to regularly, consistently check that what we're doing works, not just for us and partners and funders, but for young people. Yep. So we seek their feedback too. It's an ongoing process. And there must be very rewarding things that happen. You must have stories to tell about people like this woman who I coincidentally met in the reception who are suddenly able to do things that they never dreamed of before because the, the, the trust has made it possible for them to meet someone who can you know, create an opportunity somewhere or introduce them to someone. Yeah, we have many, many stories everywhere we go, and they are the ones that really stop you in your tracks and make us realize that, that, that it's all worthwhile. Um, and I think we're really, really lucky to be able to spread those stories with young people themselves. We're lucky that many of them join us as ambassadors, and they, at the end of the day, are the most important people, and they're the ones who tell the story best. So whenever possible, we involve young people in our events and in our promotional exercises to, um, to promote the work we do. And companies are happy to get involved because they can see those results too. And they like the stories because it's, otherwise it's sort of anonymous charity stuff, which obviously doesn't have nearly the impact that this does. Where you can perhaps create you know, jobs for 10 people and you actually know their names and know their stories. It suddenly makes it feel much more real. It makes it real, and I think you've got the, the numbers that, that are very personal like that, the journeys of the young people that are involved, but that scales up pretty quickly. And we've got employers who are really serious about developing their workforce yes. and building young people into their future, but also serious in their bigger role as companies in the success of our country through young people. So you've got different companies getting on board to, to really get behind that. Um, are there young people who've been runaway successes, um, who you've managed to, you know, create a little bit of something for, and they've just turned it into something incredible, uh, perhaps turned their life around in, in, in a way that is monumental by comparison with where they were before they met with the, the Prince's Trust? I think there are so many. We, we, we literally you've, you've lost count. <laughs> We've lost count of Princess Trust. But I think, I mean, in all seriousness, I think that's 
you know, that is kind of path of course. That's the sort of transformation. We have trans- tra- the word transform in our mission for a, you know, a very clear reason. And it's because it's that level of change that we're helping young people achieve for themselves. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think we wouldn't want to pull out any examples here. We, we, we put that sort of yeah, sure. onto our website and things. But yes, absolutely. absolutely. It's that scale of change that in relatively short periods of time, the young people that we reach are, are going through. How often does Prince Charles pop into your office? <laughs> I'm not sure when he last popped in. What I can say is that he's somebody thoroughly involved and committed to, from the very start in 76, supporting and working with young people. And the amount of time um, and energy and thought that's been put into everything that's happened has been immense. So, yeah, we're very grateful for that. How long have you been with this trust? Um, well, I'm on my second time with Prince's Trust. I was here a very long time ago, so long ago, I'm not even going to say, when one of these programmes was really, really young in London. So Good. I would had the privilege to work for the Trust then uh, for six years in programmes and some of the tough bits of London that, you know, you, you may be not seeing really? this visit. Um, and I'm pleased to be back now as we take those programmes and see where we can have impact and be helpful in different countries. Isn't it interesting that you say the tough parts of London? I mean, it, it really... A lot of people don't like getting their hands dirty and it seems to me that a lot of your work would be sometimes dealing with some of the most difficult things, whether it's, you know, a complete lack of opportunity in poverty or people who uh, feel very isolated, especially young people obviously in this case, but sometimes there might be, you know, really awful circumstances that someone is subject to. And I would imagine sometimes, as you mentioned earlier, you, you, you find them, they don't find you. Mm. And you, you have a, a, a means, a way to help them in those situations almost every time? I think that the trust in the UK certainly has a very well-established network of support. Mm. That sometimes if we're not the best people the best place to provide the support that they need, mm. we are able to refer them to an organization that could. Uh, but absolutely, we do have programs that ha- are very early interventions or that are designed to support very, very complex needs. And whenever possible, like we, we do strive to, to help them overcome those barriers right. and, and yeah, turn their lives around. Um, but we're clear that we work with other agencies where specialist support is needed. Sure. And one of our principles is back to that, you know, skills and confidence to live, learn and earn. It really is that. That's what we think makes a difference in the long run. Yeah. So we draw on those other sources of support, but we keep our support and focused on what we can do best. And how long and have you been, you been with the Princess Trust? Um, about a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a story of working for the third sector. I'm really passionate about empowering people to change society and to you know make the, the world that they want to see, really. Um, so I, it has been an amazing experience. And as you say, like all those stories seen every day, yeah. Well, maybe it's time we get you into Southern Africa do some things together there. We just talk about that. We should talk about that. We're, we're open to ideas and offers of support, so we'll, uh, we'll come talk. Sure. We'll, we'll wrangle a few supporters over there for you as well. <laughs> Great. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.